Welcome to Black to Our Roots. This episode is sponsored by the commemorative Tamisha Iman Uno set. For when you got the right one today. <laughs> Hi, I'm Twinkle Motherfucking Toes of the Atlanta Motherfuckings. And I said what I said. <laughs> and I'm Jamal. And welcome to Black to Our Roots. <laughs> Hola, buenos dias. Yes, bienvenue. <laughs> mm, what, it, what it is, bitch. <laughs> what you know good. So, what you say, what you say. <laughs> um, I just feel like Elliot. <laughs> Elliot, <laughs> Elliot. Hasn't been in the room, and then Elliot just walks into the room. Elliot, I just feel like you've been sucking the air out of it for the last 25 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. I have n- <laughs> I never thought in a minute. You know what? You know, I'm always proven wrong. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, at this point, I make wild statements just to make them. It's just like in real life. You know, most of my friends tell me that they had to aggressively try to be my friend. Um <laughs> And because I just did not buy it being a reality in my life. Um, so I'm just used to, I'm always proven wrong. And this week, and we'll get into this, what I have been proven wrong about is I never thought that I would be sitting up here caping for people to let leave Miss Hilly alone. Leave it. See, you started it because we weren't even good into the season and you was on Miss Thing's neck. Week after well, she week still after. is giving, she still gives Miss Hilly. So let's not... <laughs> Yes, Miss Hilly in the face, and you know she has made some recent comments about Black Girl Magic that she uh, needs to walk back on. That's what I was about to talk and about because I and address. I saw this thing online last night because you know the insomnia was real. Um, so I'm just looking at anything, uh, and I saw this thing online and said, "Is Elliot with two T's racist?" And I said, "Wait a minute, what?" But I didn't click on it. I didn't. I didn't go down there, mm-hmm. so I don't know what happened. <laughs> but I do know that so... Hilly is under fire. <laughs> Yes. So I forget, she was doing an interview with somebody and they were talking about Simone. And uh, and basically what Miss Hilly said was she exemplified, she exudes Black girl magic without being aggressive. Oh, Miss Thing. Oh, whatever. Yeah. That's tired. That's tired. Yeah. But here's the thing. I, I bet quite a few white queens have will say the exact same thing out of everything. Oh, absolutely. But they're not mm-hmm. yet. And, but they won't say it uh, documented. You know what I mean? Yes. In space where it's going to be documented because they ain't trying to... Mm-hmm. They don't want that smoke. Not right now. Well, least. also, they, they don't understand the... Um, they don't understand. They refuse to understand the magnitude of that actual statement. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know that we know that whiteness um, as, a, as a school of thought, right? Mm-hmm. Or as a, something that you're indoctrinated into um includes just a level of ignorance and and i'll say this while it is not black people's job to educate Mm -hmm. white people on their whiteness um there are certain situations if you have the emotional capacity and empathy with the spoons yeah where you can extend you know what i mean some some patience right um to folks but yeah like you said we don't sorry go ahead no, I was gonna say the same way, same way that we want patience on things that we are mm-hmm. ignorant about, right? If right. they're willing, if there is the the willingness to actually not be violent. Yeah, and you also just have to go into it with the understanding that uh, these 
groups of people don't owe you any teachable moments. No, not at all. No. My existence is not a teachable moment for me to have to keep uh, to hand out like tickets at Disneyland every time that you say something out of pocket. Absolutely. Did you, so it certainly did you... so it certainly didn't help that <laughs> in addition to being Miss Hilly, she said that I was like, oh, with that accent, right? Yeah, I know. And I'm like, oh Lord, I, I know you meant well-meaning, you know, well-meaning white folks, you know. Right. Do Do you follow Eve Eavesdropper Eavesdropper? No. Um, oh, oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. Mm. Did you see uh, their most recent post on Instagram? No. So they've been posting a lot of like semi nudes, which I definitely appreciate. Well, that's why I follow them. <laughs> they, baby, I appreciate it. Look, I started rubbing my nipple. Um, <laughs> but the post, uh, the post referring to the baby bottle that he is warming up for his child. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Um, and we're gonna wrap this tangent up, people. I'm sorry, but they, it, but it, if it's they, um, posted. Because they recently posted like a picture of uh, everything but their junk being covered by a blanket. I mean, I saw that reveal. And then they said, how about this? Um, how about I don't owe you Black Lives Matter posts all the time? Because somebody apparently commented on their uh, social media that I follow you for Black Lives Matter posts, not for uh, thirst traps or partial nudity. Oh, they must be new because uh, eavesdropper has been posting the booty pics yeah. in, the lace, in the lace stocking. I'm waiting for the OnlyFans link. Listen, listen. well, you know, eavesdropper's a little more focused on uh, the important work of also highlighting uh, the rampant murders of Black trans women. Yes, which is, which we, which is definitely appreciated. We'll talk about uh, the work that is required of people who have privilege and power to mm -hmm. highlight those issues a little later in the episode. Mm -hmm. So let's so talk to us about uh, we're, this is episode this is episode five of, uh, of RuPaul's Drag Race episode five yeah episode five girl I did the math a second ago I said listen they cannot do this again they cannot do this again do what again the first episode where it's a battle and the second oh episode yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah it was a cute idea but at this point we. we all by the time we finally sent Kamora to the house, the children were exhausted and tired because mm -hmm. we should have already been on Tamisha going home. Right, Denali that have been have been on that damn stage lip syncing week after week after okay. week. Okay, triple lux on these slats every week. <laughs> like, I'm tired of doing fucking backflips and front walkovers. Please leave me alone. Shout out to her <laughs> though for having a, a fucking arsenal of moves because I haven't been bored anytime she's been mm -hmm. on stage. But yeah, so we on episode five. Just as a quick recap for folks, um, last week Simone continued her tour of dominance. Okay, and if you if you follow the Black to Our Roots Instagram, you will see that this is a, officially a Simone Stan account. Um, it counts as Vaughn, and it counts as Vaughn. Yes, Simone Stan account counts as Vaughn Appreciation um, Emporium. Um, <laughs> uh, you only need sixty-two. You only need sixty-one more likes for it to match your first one. <laughs> So, um, yeah, Simone won uh, the acting challenge, uh, and we had to say goodbye to Kamora, Kamora Hall. Um, sadly, last week, uh, when she uh, lost her lip sync to Miss Denali Fox. Um, so the girls are coming back into the workroom. They're all in their trains for days outfits, and Miss Candy um, is concerned i'll say that she's concerned about her performance in the 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 show right mm -hmm. um because she felt like had she had a better runway 
um, because her runway last week was chopped. Um, had she had a better runway, then she would be up there, you know, with Simone and potentially could have won the challenge. Um, no, word on the curve is she had another. She had another outfit. It was yeah, that was her up. finale look. She claimed that it was too long and too. She didn't want to inconvenience the other girls. Doesn't make and, sense. Right, exactly. Baba Monet was like, "That is bullshit," and I agree. Every I mean, candy is never exactly straight away from being extra <laughs> on the show or off the fucking show. Right. So there must have been something wrong with the garment. Yeah, absolutely. And if anybody knows about bullshit uh, cover-ups for your runways on the show, post-show, it is Monet, who in season 10, (laughs) every week on Instagram was like, well, what I would have wore was this. (laughs) I had a bald head. Then why did you wear that, Monet? Then why did you wear that as your best drag look? If this is what she was going to wear, this is what she was going to give, why did you wear that? I'm just saying goodbye. Instead Um, of a sequin jumpsuit for the 800th time. (laughs) Okay. And a kitty cat and pussy cat wig. Mm. So, um, wrong? Candy is um, going on, and she's she lists this, she say she states that Simone is her biggest competition, and yes. Amisha Iman <laughs> from the legendary House of uh, Iman takes issue with this, and she she tells Candy she's gonna have to bring her down a bit. She's like, whoa, 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 Miss Thing, you haven't seen the rest of us yet. Right, um, Simone is competition, but you can't say that she's the biggest. Which is, you know, Candy wasn't out of pocket. Candy said, Simone is my biggest competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it was, it was, it, there's no tea there. And I mean, right. hey, based on the statistics of what is going on right now in the show, mm-hmm. Simone is the biggest competition. The bitch right. has won every single week. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she exactly. literally has won every week. Three weeks in a row, Miss Thing. That is, she does a satisfaction. Job. <laughs> yeah, so Candy, Candy's getting a little flustered. We see some seeds of a storyline coming in of Tamisha v. Candy. Um, Candy's a little flustered, uh, and Tamisha in the confessional just gives me life. She's like, you know, I don't... A girl who's now on my level is not about to tell me nothing, especially with a uh, busted wig cocked to the side. The wig, the makeup. The... <laughs> and so she pointed out on... Like I said, Candy. Oh, I will tell you one thing. Candy is um, doing a good job of managing her PR. I don't know who she hired to do it. I don't know if she's doing it by herself, but she is doing a pretty good job of sort of uh, the damage control mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, post show and anticipating what is what is to come, knowing what is likely in that edit, and prepared to address it in so- on social media. Um, and the same goes for some of these choices on the runway. Uh, in particular, that she called out last week, she tried something new with her makeup. I want her to never do that again. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the tea. It was. It's great to be experimental, but Miss Thing, be experimental at home. Don't be experimental on the room. On oh, national fucking television. Right, 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 right. And that's on Derek Barry. Okay, let's not play with our brows the way that we do our brows on the show. With, right, right, right. You got. You got to the top five with Britney girl. Go ahead. And, Hit Britney one more time. <laughs> and shout out to Naomi being the um, ever present. <laughs> yes, the saboteur of saboteurs. Hey, boo, let me teach you how to do this right quick. Let me send Manila home okay. unjustly because Latrice saved me. Oh, before and also just uh, off that storyline because it gets. Whew, we get into what really goes out between Tamisha and Candy. We get to untuck. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if you have not already watched it, go check out the Chicago Day of Drag Excellence video. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I mentioned, I mentioned this. So uh, when Kamora Parkenbach Hall went home mm-hmm. and Tanali Tanali wore her out, uh, I think it was the day after they released this video highlighting all of the Chicago drag performers, including mm-hmm. the drag kings and non-binary performers. Mm-hmm. Folks, you know, some, there's some rude girls in there. There's your Lucy Stools in there, Layla McQueen, Leela Starr, Tenderoni is in the video. It is, and they all perform 100% pure love. It is fantastic it is really well edited it gives a um it shows a lot of love to uh, denali and kimura in their moment on drag race mm-hmm. and it also highlights this really the really stellar drag scene in chicago yeah yeah, yeah. and they sparse all the rue girls out too so it doesn't become like the rue girls and then the other performers right 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 right. and i mean the 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 at least the the black rue girls that are there are there for that reason but they're also there because of the chicago black drag council which mm-hmm. is a very important um thing that was developed this year in chicago between the black drag queens um looking for equity and justice in the drag scene because we had a lot of conversation this year last year about um the treatment of black drag queens mm-hmm. in chicago um, yeah there's one prominent queen from Chicago who was not in that video. And that was probably because of what happened last year. Yeah, I, I, and I would say it's because this person was um, leading with a lot of prehistoric, <laughs> um, you know, dinosaur relics, mm-hmm. you know, guidelines of what drag is and what There's <laughs> just a lot going on in Chicago drag right now, too, because Miss Soju also just got called out recently. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the episodes. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, the girls come back in the workroom the next day. Um, the mini challenge is nothing. <laughs> the mini challenge, they dress up like babies and dance. Uh, I do want to point out oh, that Tamisha Iman, if you look at the side of the camera and one of those scenes is giving you a dance that is smooth and easily from the fucking 1960s. And I cracked. Uh, I, I, can't, I don't know the name of it. And you can't see because we're not on camera, but it's, it's like this, like movement. Fosse, it looks like a bop. It looks like Fosse. And I just, I said, oh, no, I missed that. Um, <laughs> oh, you yeah. know, you, to me, uh, uh, La Larie was busting it wide open. I don't know what baby she was oh, doing. I live for that. I will give Elliot with two T's some credit. She actually did the crybaby on mm-hmm. stage. I said, oh, bitch, you just took me back to seventh grade, girl. <laughs> And the little pep rallies uh-huh. <laughs> and the spirit squad would roll out and they were, they were not supposed to do the crybaby but they snuck that shit into the choreography <laughs> and it was giving very that i'm speaking from personal experience that actually happened <laughs> their uh their coordinator was mad as hell oh so they did that <laughs> yeah miss Jack- so- jackson was over it <laughs> Ms. Jackson. well sorry miss jackson <laughs> um so yeah, uh, Lala Ree wins the challenge and she wins some the fierce dragqueen.com um, subsidy, merch, money, thing, prize. It's a commemorative repeater badge. Right, pretty. Uh, with um, the Frock Destroyer's names etched in the back of it. You can call me Her Majesty. Um, Nothing else so- really works for me. <laughs> And so RuPaul announces that the challenge this week is the bag ball. Um, yes. Yes. So the girls are going to have to turn out three looks a piece. 
Um, two are categorized as the money, uh, what, Miss Moneybags, and what is the other one? The other one is uh, yeah. So the categories for the the bag ball. First of all, Bob the drag queen is calling all of her lawyers right now. Oh, uh, <laughs> I love that tweet. I love that tweet to say Bob is about to be insufferable. But yes, that is. Well, she talked about it on the podcast last week on um, sibling rival. Sorry, sibling watchery mm-hmm. uh, about. How she was like, why didn't they call me to do? She was she was giving very Venus delight when they did the Madonna um, unauthorized musical. <laughs> I cannot wait until Super Watchery this week because I know she is about to be extra. And then yes. Monet, Monet probably is going to be over it. Over her boots. Oh, Monet going to put on that fake British accent. <laughs> Claiming residency in the UK. And it's going to pip pip cheerio her ass back to Notting Hill. So <laughs> it's the bag ball. Uh, and the three category three categories are mixed bag, which is a look inspired by a bag. Yes, yes any yes. bag, and it has to have the word bag in it. Oh my god! I just thought about something. I'll talk. We're gonna come back to this in a second. Okay. The second look is Miss Money Bags, which is essentially um, executive realness. Right. 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 Uh, and they have to include incorporate these ignorant ass coach bags that are the size <laughs> of everyone's fucking arm that they have to also design to. Did they have Uh-oh. to design that? I was confused about whether or not they actually had to design the bag. Well, it was a customizable handbag. And ever since that challenge on RuPaul's dress, like on uh, America's Next Top Model, where Naima won a customizable handbag, I have always been anti-customizable handbag. Right, because what does that really mean? It means what that the you, fuck can, is, right? you can fucking clip magnets onto it. Right, so what is this, Mr. Fucking Potato Head? No, girl. <laughs> run me a regular regular coach to put with this little 80s real in this number, because let's be real. Spoiler alert, everybody did 80s with the exception of maybe two girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone was inspired by the inspired by the movie Working Girl. Um, but yeah, they had to do these uh these uh use these ignorant ass coach bags. I will tell you this, the sponsorships are are, are uh, on the up and up. Well, they come good. Up, they like come a long way from asking BB Zahara Benet to cut up some raspberries <laughs> and put it in her hair. And Miss Absolute Raspberry. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully that means that the girls will be getting their prizes <laughs> on time or at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, we still not sure if the girls are eating properly, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that is unclear, girl. That is unclear. And then the final look is the bag ball eleganza. So they have to make a look um, comprised of uh, a myriad of different bags that one might find at a store like Five below. Mm-hmm. The dollars. There's paper bags. There. I didn't see any plastic bags, but I imagine they were concerned for the environment. Yeah. Uh, there were some like little cute little tote, you know, little free tote bags that you get. You know, you go to a little event or whatever, and they got it from Oriental Express. You know, two hundred for you know two hundred quantity for twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say though, I'm excited about. I was really excited about this project, mostly because they got fabric. Yeah. 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 They re- received fabric. It wasn't like, hey, you all need to cut up all, you need to break all these vases <laughs> and make an outfit out of it. Or uh, you need dusty gray bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> so what, so my question to you is, what bag would you do for your money, for your mixed bag look? Mixed Remember, it has bag. to have the bird, has to have a bag. Yeah, it has to bag. have um i think that i would be a bag under your eye a la um blue uh 
blue hydrangea. Um, and the way that I would do that is that the top from my torso up would probably be um, the eye uh -huh. with my top being the eyelid. So there's some like some fierce hair that I could do that could be plucked up. And then the waist down. Um, oh, bitch, you thought about this. You have never thought No, I'm, I, I'm actually really? making this up on the spot. The waist yeah. down. The waist down would be the uh, the the um the bag. So I would want like some fierce like draped um mm -hmm. number going on. Um that's what I would be. I would be a bag under your eye. Maybe my purse would be like a little um eye booger that you have when you wake up in the morning. It wouldn't be one of them eager ass coach bags that they would on <laughs> A brown one. So yeah, it could be so like I said, it's the booger. And the blue hydrangea look you're referring to is from their genetically modified queen runway. That was serious. It was fierce, well, except for uh, Vivian's baggy ass uh uh, I was just talking about um, blue hydrangea. Oh well, blue is everything. And talk about being able to make a caftan work mm -hmm. on the runway. Mm -hmm. I initially was going to be secure the bag, <laughs> secure the bag, so not quite a money bag. And I would wear a look. Remember Valentina's interest look for All Stars Four? Uh huh. Something like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just in high heels, just legs up to my pussy, <laughs> and just a full flouncy ass bag. But then I thought to myself. If you want to be a bag on RuPaul's Drag Race, why not just be a bag of chips, girl? Say, why not be a bag of chips, girl? <laughs> and come out dressed like Maggie Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say just be bag of chips and come out with your eyebrows not blocked. Well, you come out, you come out with like little, like um, actual like chips coming out mm -hmm. of like this little bouquet situation, a la Aquaria, and then just be covered in daddy sauce. <laughs> Yeah, I can see so, that. Anyway, we the girls make a mad dash for all of the bags, and immediately we start to parse out who our sewers are mm -hmm. and who um, are about to waste a lot of material a la tea of coffee. So, we, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to go. So we, what is different, because uh, we're in the Rona times, yes. is RuPaul is no longer walking her uh, fracking ass through the workroom anymore. Mm -hmm. She is calling the girls over them two by twos. I won't go through all of the pairs because, quite frankly, wasn't that interesting. No. But we, and some we people didn't learn... even get shown. Exactly. We do learn that Mick went to FITM, which is the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. Angelese, but is rusty with the, uh, uh, the needle and thread these days. We know Rose sews, Tamisha makes her stuff. Olivia Lux, of course. What does Olivia not do? <laughs> um, be mean. Yeah, be mean. I think, and she probably does that, but it just isn't recorded. Right. <laughs> they cut all that shit out. Right. I and then we know that Miss, and we know that Missy Piles also does some level of so. And I will give Missy Piles this. Missy Piles does have nice drag, with the exception of that entrance look. Um, and because we need to sow a little bit of doubt in our, uh, our girl who is storming the kids, we, uh, we see that Simone is nervous. You know how we know that Simone was real nervous this week <laughs> because that fake-ass accent, that fake-ass British accent Nowhere to be door, found, right. Gone, absent. Remember on, uh, remember on Flavor of Love <laughs> when, uh, when um, uh, Buck Wild went home and Becky's ghetto accent went real Southern LA real fucking quick? Right. Very that. Miss Simone was serious. She was asking questions. I need help. I need help. But... You, I, I do love that the girls are supporting each other this season. Yeah, yeah. So there is a lot of support. Like Utica is is actively helping Lala. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Tamisha's like trying to bring up everybody's spirit. 
Um, She's like in the back playing spoons <laughs> to, to inspire everybody. Um, and I, as someone who has spent the last year learning how to, uh, to sew, I can relate to the amount of work it takes to actually set up a sewing machine mm-hmm. before you even use that bitch. Deadass with sewing machines, you spend more time setting the shit up than you do actually sewing it. Shout out and also shout out to uh, Lala because we get this this moment somewhere in here where she's like, um, <laughs> where she's praying to God. She's like, God, bitch. Uh, sorry, that you, bitch. God, girl, please. God, Miss Mama, share Lady Gaga. I need you to. I need your help on this day. Okay. So we. So let's get into the girls. That's basically what's happening prep wise. Uh, Simone's accent went straight back to Arkansas. She is dead serious. Well, yeah, right we now. also know that there's some other people who um, in may be in trouble, right? Like right. the gay ass bitch, Joey J. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, you got your gay ass bitch, Joey J. Well, hold on, before we even get into that, <laughs> can we talk about how RuPaul said that, basically said to Simone, if you don't invite your inner saboteur this week, okay, yes, 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 yes. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So I am fucking sick of RuPaul and these forced ass storylines. Cause what happens is when RuPaul's talking to Simone and um whoever the fuck it was and they're walking. It was through. Candy Muse and her coochie cutters. I said yes girl, my coochie right. cutter fans just Candy live. who Candy who was not listening to a single thing that was going on. Not uh, a damn thing. <laughs> not um, a damn thing. RuPaul just, just fucking shovels in this storyline. I'm sick of it. It's just because Simone has had like nothing like really going on. Um, and RuPaul's like, well, you know what I'm worried about with you? Is that <laughs> girls like you, your saboteur is deep. Like, bitch, what? <laughs> you always try to just sow some sort of drama and trauma. Just out of nowhere, you, though. There was season. no fucking like lead into that. Gigi. It did the right. same thing as Gigi last season. I was like, okay, well, this girl clearly doesn't have anything going on, so let's um, <laughs> let's just let's just shovel in some bullshit. You know what I mean? In an attempt, right. and I get it's TV, right? So we're trying to make a storyline and a story arc for this person, right. but we ain't got to shovel it in like that. Something's probably gonna come up, Miss Thing. Right? It's only it's only week seventy six. I mean, I don't, you know, it's a, it's still early in the competition, and <laughs> it, it, it's getting it's getting tired. It's real tired. I'm just like, girl, you don't. We also find out that, um, <laughs> contrary to the promotion, Tamisha is Tamisha put Lala in drag for the first time, but she is not like a drag mother who has been with her, dragging her through the mud and all this stuff. She put Lala in drag, and Lala quits. Exactly. So we so we instantly skim through this really distant relationship between Tamisha Mon and Lala right. Reed, which probably because Tamisha to cursed us, her out I mean, while she was putting her in drag. Probably, and also signaled to us immediately that this is a, they about to send Miss Tamisha to the house. They, one of them is going to the house. I, I they, was like, mm, one of y'all is going to the house real soon. They've then worn out all of Tamisha's storylines so far, and and I'm gonna keep it 100. It, <laughs> last, last night's presentation, <laughs> she should have been present principal in her ass in that bottom too. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, so here are the girls who are in trouble. Uh, Joey J, a.k.a. Candy's prison wife, has some taste level issues. <laughs> right. Ooh, has some Joey, taste level Joey issues. is cute, though. I will get Joey it. is cute. Joey's very, Joey's very cute. cute. I will give him that. Uh, La, Lala's outfit, 
I look when you look at it initially, it was it was going in the right direction. When she realized she was running out of bags, instead of trying to fill in the gaps like she should have, she said, "I'm gonna try to bullshit it around this 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 makeup." Okay, whatever this wig situation is going to be. Miss Thing came on the runway in an exposed corset. I said, okay, Sasha Bell. <laughs> Pretty much. Exposed corset. Um, and we uh, is anybody else in danger? I don't think anybody else they like signaled out as being like notably in danger. Well, Candy's also made this weird relationship between schoolgirl and hoe. And uh... <laughs> Miss Thing. Yeah. You know, Candy be talking. So yeah, we have, so, oh, also, um, we it's established in this episode that Candy, um, got Mick and Tina Tina Burner are good good time girls. They're Judy's, um, and they're like a little threesome clique that loves to hang out. They don't have a name yet, so they're not um Alaska no Talks or no the bitter old lady brigade, right? Or the bitter old lady brigade or um the the Heather's. But they are right. a group. So let's get into some of the mirror chats because uh, the bulk of this episode is the balls. But some important conversations are had um, and in preparation for what we're about to see. All 400 looks we're getting ready to see on the runway. So the first conversation <laughs> the girls talk about is the balls. And I forget yes. who it was. One of the girls goes, have you ever been to a ball before? And Utica's like, I would just love to go to a ball, but... I mean, I, how was she missing all of the balls that are happening in Utica? I don't understand. <laughs> it she, was um, Olivia who asked not, that question. Is she not on the text? Is she not on the text list? Utica? I don't think so. I don't. She's, <laughs> she's too busy watching reruns of Carol Burnett. She's not paying attention yes. to her phone. Um, uh, so Tamisha Mon talks about ball culture and she talks about her appreciation for it, how she essentially came up in it. She shouted out Laomi. She shouted out Willie Ninja. I also love that Tamisha talked about ball culture, not just as the origin of um, a lot of our queer culture today, period, mm -hmm. but also of the community aspect of it. It's, it's, it's a place where people who don't, uh, who may not necessarily, it's a place where everybody is somebody. Mm -hmm. Is that like Snailville, Georgia? Uh, yeah, it's a place where everybody can, you can be somebody. And I really appreciate that we're starting to have that narrative more around the ball scene um, because the ball scene is layered. And what tends to happen in pop culture is there is this obsession with ball culture that is cyclical, um, but frequently is exploited and appropriated and uh, does not always necessarily serve the people who create it, who exist in that world on a regular mm -hmm, basis. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Tamisha, one of the things that she does is they hold like a mini little like runway um, and it's category session, um, which... What are you walking, Jamal? What are you which walking? Which most of them bitches... <laughs> I'm, I'm walking. Most of these bitches would have been chopped. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal's going to walk sex siren. I'm walking a European runway. <laughs> European runway. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so it's that's the girl. It's cute. The girls have a moment where they like cut up, and Tamisha's like, "Okay, well now y'all can never say y'all didn't. Y'all ain't never been in the ball." Yep. See, this this is them further closing up Tamisha's storyline. Or is <laughs> making her lovable. Well, we've already listen. I don't know. Knowing good and goddamn well what they got coming down the pipe, they're gonna we, have we, to. Right. I don't know a person who doesn't love Tamisha Mark. Even after what happened down the pipe and untucked, I think everybody was like, "It's okay, girl. We still love you." Because normally at this point. They're finished with you. <laughs> they're done. They, th they, they will throw the black girl away real fucking quick. 
So the next conversation we have is around the Black Lives Matters movement. And particular, so this was shot around uh, summer of 2020. Yeah. Hence uh, the rotating judges and all the plexiglass and the PPE. Uh, and, you know, we talked about all of the uh, racial unrest in the United States. Mm-hmm. Lala uh, Candy talks about going to protests in New York. And she talks about being Afro-Latina. Yeah. I know you have some notes on that. Well, no, I just think that I, I do think I appreciate it, Candy, for bringing that up because it is a conversation, uh, something that uh, something that is important to know and that has equally been talked about a lot last year um, and the year preceding, 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 the year preceding was Afro-Latino identity, right? Mm-hmm. That it is a, a, um, a strong, uh, um, how do I don't put this? That it is sub one that is something that exists right that there historically is a there has been this strong exchange and connection between uh descendants africans and descendants you know what i mean of Mm -hmm. folks who are enslaved um and indigenous um and uh what we would categorize as latino folks um mixing and intermingling right and exchanging culture right you know Mm -hmm. what i mean especially when we talk about the fact that most africans who were in um put thrown into enslavement um mm-hmm. and transported throughout the like something we have to get into the fact viewers this is gonna be it's not a tangent whatever we have to get into the fact that no other like groups of people have been taken and just thrown across this planet you know what i mean like mm-hmm. as much as the african diaspora you know mm-hmm. what I mean? so we literally literally and, and even before enslavement, um, we were traveling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's historical record of this. Yes. Um, but no other groups of people have been thrown across this, this world like groups of African folks. And the majority mm-hmm. of African folks um, who were thrown into slavery went into South America, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so there's a rich culture of this. And, and this notion that there is a strict separation and that there um, is no colorism and that there is no yeah. history of, uh, of Black Latino people um, mm-hmm. is something to be fought against. And so I think that it's important that Kenny brings that up because I don't think that we've ever had um, any of the girls on the show who will be categorized as Latino um, specifically say, I am Afro-Latino. I think Banji said it post-season Mm-hmm. When she was in a black girl magic ish situation with Silky and Black Girl Magic like, adjacent show. Yeah, because was that at Puerto Vallarta? No, this is before they um fucking became the, the super super spreaders. spreaders. Yeah. Um <laughs> well, no. sparks too, huh? Yeah, but even she didn't say it. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. wasn't vocalized, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I and I think that that is important because that is a that is a, a an intersection to exist on. Um and I'm glad that more people are speaking about it. Um, mm-hmm. Folks who are interested should really follow somebody who's accessible and easy to follow is India Moore from Pose mm-hmm. on Instagram. She's always- but They're wonderful. Yeah, they're wonderful. Sorry, my apologies, India. They're wonderful. Yeah. Um, so I think- <laughs> well, I'm sorry, that, um, I'm not India, I can't. I right. can't. <laughs> Thank you for absolving me. Um, <laughs> it's good. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> right. Uh, no, but I just think that is important that Candy brings it up, and it's kind of really quick that she, that she talks about it. But she she talks about the um, 
anti-black oh. state violence affecting her on that yes line. well and then you know the whole moment is quick so they do i have to be honest it, it triggered a fatigue response in me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you know this black pain and black trauma is a daily reality like from the day we were born we set foot in this world when i walk out the door there is no level of respectability mm-hmm. no amount of degrees that's going to protect me from oppressive systems and particularly in the case that we're talking about right now is police mm-hmm. brutality and the lack of justice that comes around when we are actually murdered by essentially state-sanctioned murder Right. Yeah, stay, stay, stay violence. Yeah. Yes. Where and it's and it's and justice is not being delivered. So you know when the conversation was being held, I, I was watching it and processing it, and I got to it this morning. I was like, I was just experiencing fatigue because this is every day for us, and we need to see more action. We need to see more yeah. continued support and funding of Black Lives Matter. We need to see people who are we were talking about earlier. When you have uh, when you are you have privilege and you have a power and seats at the table, you need to be amplifying amplifying the voices of the people who do not. Right. Yeah. And working and actively to dismantle those systems that are oppressing those groups. In our case, black people. And then also, you know, we spent a really the 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 this the other part that bothered the part that bothered me was that we didn't spend enough time talking about the silence around the murder of trans black trans women. Right, because then that comes up at the end and is really quick. Olivia brings that up and is like, yeah, girl, you're right. Um, right. And I agree. And I think, <laughs> right, top of the runway. And I, right. I agree. I think that, like, something that happens to me, especially on, like, mainstream shows like this, because I know that we're only going to get so much of a, any kind of discussion, and it's going to be very mm-hmm. specific, general, and liberal, um, is that uh, I just tune out. Right. It's almost like a trauma mm-hmm. response because yeah. it's just and uh, Simone talks about that. Simone is like watching um, black people get murdered repeatedly um, mm-hmm. on a phone, on a laptop, on a TV screen is a is a, is a trauma, it's yeah. a trauma. Right. Watching people who look like me get murdered is a trauma. And to have that repeated because of the age that we live in. Um, uh, so a part of our self-care has to be about. And it, it sounds like harsh sometimes, but a part of our self-care has to be about selectively engaging Absolutely. in that stuff. Because the trauma form can destroy. Because, you know, it's when you're taught for forever that you need to trust the system and the system works, and then cut to you actually realize the system doesn't work, the system is broken. It is repeatedly not delivered justice for Black bodies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where do you fucking go? Yeah, or how about the Where system do does work? It's just not a system that we should engage it's in. It's a system that is not built to actually support us. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, and I do think that it is unfortunate that um, at the end of it, we do get Olivia just saying, oh, yeah, and statistically, trans Black trans women are the most vulnerable. Period. Right. That's it. You know what I mean? Because let's have a discussion right. about that. Let's talk about, um, let's also talk about Black trans women are statistically more vulnerable. And also we're on a show where most of us in our lineage, in our drag lineage, our mothers, you know what I mean, are are influenced right. and mothered by black trans women and the contributions. And so why what we can do uh, as mostly cis presenting. Um, uh-huh. What we can I talked do about that earlier about cis uh, cis presenting privilege in right. the last episode. What we can do to amplify and protect that. Um, and also call out the elephant in the room. Um, 
why they need to be cast on the show and given Absolutely. a modicum, you know what I mean, of access to coins. Absolutely. Also a statistically disenfranchised. And the last thing I'll say, because I know I've been rambling a lot. No, um, no, this is this is a good conversation. This is this is what people come. They come to us for the hard facts. The hard facts. Breaking news. Breaking. Um, I want something hard to break me. Um, you and me both, like a goddamn glow stick. <laughs> but um, uh, the last thing I'll say is something that is also frustrating about these conversations for me, um, is that we spend a lot of time talking about woe is me for being a black person. Um, how hard it is to be a black person. We do not talk about white people. Y'all, this is your issue. This essentially mm-hmm. is a white issue. White people need mm-hmm. to address racism. It is not black people's job to educate or to address uh, white supremacy. Right. White people need to address white supremacy. We don't have an issue with it until mm-hmm. it comes to our door. And so we never get to that part of the discussion. You know what I mean? And I'm tired of the right. black queens pandering. You know, Not pandering, sorry. I'm tired of these scenes where it's just like, woe is me, or you know what I mean? Don't hate me because of who I am. Right. This is why y'all need to book me after the show. Fuck mm-hmm. that. Right. No, absolutely. And because what do we know? We know the, the arm of white supremacy is long, it is uh, woven into the, fab- the fabric of the world. Mm-hmm. Period. Period, and it is absolutely a problem. Though, so when, so when that that campaign came out with like Mayhem and Mariah, right, 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 right. I said, and Latrice and Monique, I said, this is great. Where are the white queens? Mm-hmm. Because they need to be talking about this too. Mm-hmm. Where are the white they queens be- giving up their bookings? Yes, yes. Where are the white queens standing up with the black queen, uh, getting packaged with other queens and getting paid less, mm-hmm. even though they did out, even though they outperformed them on the television show. And okay. outperform them on stage too. Okay. So, this is a, so when you have that power and privilege, that is your role and responsibility. If you want to be an ally, allyship is work. Mm-hmm. Period. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to take a really quick break, and we're going to come right home black. Yes. Oh. Now to our sponsors, Boniva. Oh, you know Boniva. She do nails. <laughs> So let's get into the runway. So listeners, this is how we're going to do this. We're going to talk about the queens one by one, and we're going to group their uh, category one, which is mixed bag runway, and their um, Miss Moneybags look. And we'll talk about it that way. And then we're going to go through them again, and we're going to do a review of the actual assignment, mm-hmm. which was to create the bag eleganza. Um, so... The runway starts. RuPaul comes down. I think she looks radiant. I think the dress looks beautiful on her. I love that. I know you. I know you're about get ready to read, but hear me out. Uh, I love that she is feeling her sweet sixteen fantasy. I love that she continues to do these short dresses because I'm, I'm glad. Like it was not like a flash in the pan. I'm glad she said we're going to do short because Miss RuPaul has legs up to her pussy. She does. Uh, makeup is right. Wig is right. Uh, shout out to Nicole Byer being officially put on payroll. I love her. <laughs> I love Nicole Byer so much. Who is not Tracy Melshore, Jamal. Just I know now. Thank you so much <laughs> for the the, <laughs> the education. <laughs> and then Michelle also looks beautiful tonight, too. So I, you clearly have a thought about RuPaul's dress. No, I don't. It, it, okay. it's her, her choices are interesting. 
Okay. So up first on the runway for the ball for the ball is Miss Denali and her mixed bag look is airbags. She comes out in a full crash dummy uh, uh, fantasy. I like it. Um, I, I think there were some places that it needed to, there were, you know, we continue to have fit issues with Miss Denali. Yeah. But uh, uh, in terms of meeting her, meeting her where she's at, it worked for me. Yeah, I mean, and one of the real quick because I want to go through this kind of quickly. Um, yeah. But one of the one of the things about uh, Denali, I have to remember is that this is not an All Stars runway. This is the main season runway, so the girls, you know what I mean, are not like dealing with a severe amount of coin in most yes. cases. Um, but yeah, Denali ha- usually has great ideas, and it's not quite complete. Um, right. But she's new, so you know. Yeah, this outfit is a boot, though. I don't, I don't. Uh, her Miss Money Bag is Cruella Deville with that ignorant ass clutch. Um, <laughs> fit is a little off, but that's the assignment. It's fine for me. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, <laughs> Joey J comes out in an Ivy bag, and remember the last time someone wore a nurse costume down the runway, and we saw what happened to her. I'm a gay uh, ass bitch. I'm Joey. I'm J. Joey J. You know that fucking <laughs> lyric lives rent free in my head. I don't know what it, because it's so basic, but because it speaks to all of us, really. I mean, are we all just gay ass bitches named Joey J who don't wear wigs? Uh, Joey J comes out with the Ivy bag, uh, and Ivy, and she also has poison ivy coming from her pussy. Uh it's a slutty nurse costume with a, the, the bodysuit is well well uh, uh body painted and bedazzled it does look like she has a diaper on with her padding though yeah it looked weird um what i did think when i saw her was i'm having to do too much work to get this look you know what i mean i'm having to do too much internal work uh-huh. for this to work <laughs> Understood it. I think she she did a bad job having to. She did a bad job explaining what it was to the damn judges. That's her. Well, she that's just her didn't, problem. She just didn't pick it up. And Nicole Byer says that later on. She's like, "Hey girl, but how do you not pick it up? You fucking put it on. I don't understand." Well, it wasn't what she intended because when the judges are like, "Oh, like poison ivy bag, like it's a pun," and Joey's like, "No." And Nicole, and literally, you know, Nicole even says, you know, sometimes when people see some shit in in the what you're doing that you didn't intend, just go with it. Like, yeah, you, ain't put, you didn't put that on. That okay. seemed like a little too intentional for her not to have gotten that. Maybe she was just, I don't know, she was nervous. And then she came down wearing a a, a blazer, <laughs> a blazer and some leggings with no wig, and it was that, cute. It was, she was it fine. Was cool. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, next up is Miss Lalari, who I will give her this this week. Her skin and her makeup are superb. every week, every week. That makeup, the skin, the makeup, the face, it be is on. And I was worried during the Meet the Queens, but every week when she walked in the room, you said that makeup was right. Well, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. On your on your when you had time to get up at five in the morning to do makeup, no. Uh, she her, her so her so her. But mixed bag look is bag of bones. I thought the bottom was stellar. I thought the hair and makeup fierce. I like the idea of the bones on the body, but I would agree with Carson. It should have been more organized. It's just look. Like it looks like a. Um, uh, you know how like you go to a, a um, you go to a, a preschool, mm-hmm. and it's like a game of operation, but it's a game of operation from 1997. So the shit's all over the place. And, and, yeah, it could have been done know, better. It missing. could have been right. more creative and better than just a right. black dress with bones stuck everywhere. It was giving me um, Kennedy Davenport during All Stars three when they had to do the flower runway, and she had that black dress. Yeah, with mm-hmm. like Michael's sunflowers glued everywhere. <laughs> I glow and shit on herself like Tyra Sanchez. Okay. 
great concept, not the greatest execution, but she's the body was right. Mm-hmm. Uh, her money bags look. <laughs> uh, she said, "Was this a was this an African print to you? This particular dress? It was not an African print, but I okay. got what she. I got what I got right. the idea of what she okay. was trying to give. And it had it been an Afri- a legit African print, it would have been right. But not no fucking right. tie dye leopard print. And you saying yes. the African print, Miss Thing." A belt and ball. I thought she looked beautiful. I love how she basically when she was describing the look, the description was giving uh, the floor manager at a call center. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Girl, you better stick." Because you know one thing about Atlanta, the gays are going to work at a call center. <laughs> the gays are going to work on a call center, and it's give you a cute little look. coin, and you keep pumping. Do what you got to do. Girl, make that money, and all that make you. Mm. Up next in, in stage, between breeder Ross scenes. And that's on what? <laughs> Tip spots. Up I was going to say stage, that's on what? Cash dinero. I know a couple. I mean, I remember I used to live in the A. So I know a few people <laughs> who, have been, who have been in the funny pictures. Um, <laughs> <laughs> up next is Elliot with two T's, a.k.a. Missy Piles, a.k.a. Miss Healy. Miss Healy. First, her first look, uh, her mixed bag look is a gift bag, which I actually thought was cute. Mm-hmm. was smart and was consistent with the drag that she gives was it was it a plain dress with some ruffles and a little thing uh, a little uh, uh, a handle mm-hmm. sewn to the front yes did it work for me yes because I still thought it was camp and cute mm-hmm. and then Miss Thing's uh, money bag full disclosure folks we said this a little earlier a lot of people went with the 80s aesthetic aesthetic Everyone said, have you seen that movie Working Girls? And they, you see 9 to 5, and they just ran with it. There are shoulder pads. There's Alexis Carrington. This is no different. She describes this as Rose Nyland becomes the CEO of like a, a, a book dispensary or some shit like that. <laughs> it's clean. It's consistent with her drag. And I again, I said this earlier, Missy Piles has nice drag. Yeah, it wasn't offensive. So go yeah. ahead. Good life, girl. Uh, Tamisha Mar walks on the runway in a... a a white suit from Dress Barn, and her. I actually her didn't mention, mind this one. That her thing is old bag. She looked fine. It was still just a you know regular, regular white suit. I thought they tried to give her that particular bag. Huh? I thought they tried to giving her that bag because you know they were probably assigned. Do you think okay, so? Girl, you going? I think so because, and I think so because all these outfits they brought from home. Right, but do you, my thought was they probably were asked to submit which bag they were going to do ahead of the show. Hmm. Okay, maybe, maybe. That, that's that's how I would organize it because I don't think it's fair to assign someone a thing like that. You know, I mean, they do it. We know that they assign. We know hmm. that they do it. But I mean, I would my if I were if I if it were me and I was organizing the show. I would be like, okay, you have till this date to submit your bag. If you do not submit it by this date, the Capricorn, the Capricorn is jumping out, girl. The Capricorn is jumping out. Be like, um, <laughs> you wouldn't be like top model season four when they were like, okay, Kenya, you're going to be the elephant? Yes, that's exactly what I was going to do. I'm fat shaming. I'm fat shaming all these bitches <laughs> for having a little pudge. <laughs> they, they really ran with that. I was like, the girl, the girl is just a little bit. Y'all can take some lunch. <laughs> she is not fat. Stop that. Please stop. Oh, they wore it out with that. Yeah, they sure did. And they sent her right to the house. They said, you're not winning this competition. Okay. Um, her money bag look, uh, it was given church fashion show. <laughs> Nothing to write yeah. about. Yeah. Um, our girl Simone comes down the the runway and she is giving us an homage. Her mixed bag is fun bags. And girl, this girl is smart. 
I like I like the use of references. She is re- referencing Diana Ross, and she po- you posted the picture actually. Yes, posted it to uh, the the Instagram. Is that from um, Up the Ladder to the Roof? No, that's not because Up the Ladder to the Roof is after Diana left the group. I know none of the original Supremes are singing on that song. Um, I don't know where didn't exactly. Know that. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Go check it out. Go um watch the live. Type Up the Ladder to the Roof live. Um. And well, you know, my favorite performance of Up the Ladder to the Roof is from Living Single. So. Oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> yes, Maxine Shaw. That episode was just iconic. <laughs> Up the Ladder to the Roof, where we, we can, can be closer together. Yeah. Oh, up the, up the. You know, I think it's in the Systeric Musical. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so it's an homage to Diana Ross. I think she looks stun- it's stunning. It's a smart referential look. Um, I'm glad that she amplified the, uh, she clearly knew that she was supposed to make the um, the centerpiece, the mm-hmm. pun intended, the tits, because you could have easily, a girl could have easily walked on that runway with just a breastplate and it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, and also the shot is when she pops them at the end and it falls down and it's like draped. That's a look. Yes. That's a look. And, that, and that's how you pull a gag on the runway, Bimini Bopity Boo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bimini is shook. She's like, <laughs> Bimini is like, listen, I'm tired of y'all and these motherfucking blues. She never gonna let that <laughs> shit down, girl. Her money bag look is giving me, I forget the video game, but it's giving me like a 90s video game. She mm-hmm. says it's fifth element. It's futuristic. I love that she did something different. Mm-hmm. With She's wearing this pink suit with the cutout, um, the knees. So, you know, if you need to insert a knee pad for certain things like cleaning carpets, crawling through crawl spaces. Mm-hmm. Getting that one can of fava beans in the bottom row at the grocery store. Getting a wedding ring out of an organ. It, it was it was fierce. She had a little pink Afro puff, which, sorry, it was a red little Afro puff. I thought it was cute. It was fierce. I'm glad she did something different. Yeah, Simone was easily, easily for me in the, in the two preceding category Simone was my favorite yeah I, I honestly i only knew she would struggle on the final one yeah um olivia lux comes on the run <laughs> olivia <laughs> lux comes on the runway baby. and the finest simone drag baby poor baby <laughs> you know on week two when they did that fucking lemay runway and simone whipped out that boxing outfit olivia was sitting on the other side of the workroom grinding her teeth Yes, just getting ready to choose in the hotel room, thinking of all kinds of different bags that she should do instead. <laughs> and production wouldn't let her change. It said, no, we already approved the outfit, girl. You have to walk down the runway in that shit. It's cute. It's not, here's yeah. the, Herein lies the problem with another girl doing a similar look earlier in the, earlier in the season, or in some cases, like Kine and Kiara later in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not, I didn't like it as much as Simone's. I think yeah, it did yeah, what yeah. it was supposed to do, but it didn't say Lux on the front. Yeah. Yeah. Of it. Uh, her money bag look was also cute. I like that she did. Uh, um, I like that she did like a, a, a suit mix with it. Is a li- it was a little bit more contemporary along with the cape. Um, it was it was still given like a first lady of the church a little bit, but it worked. It worked. It worked. Yeah. Uh, got mix. <laughs> got mix bag is a body bag. I. I initially said that I thought it looked like a costume, but I am not going to give drag queens too much for wearing costumes because that's yeah, that's what they do. This is drag. This is drag. Right, right, right. So it was fine. It worked for me. It, uh, I appreciate the little um, the clear cape that she wore with it. Yeah, it was good. No thoughts on, I liked it. No thoughts I liked on, it. Okay. 
I like that relationship was good. I ain't got too much to say. Uh, the PSA resistance of um, uh, Miss Gottmik's ball performances. Oh, uh, you mean the greatest, look, the greatest look ever to hit the runway in <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race history? I'm getting tired of RuPaul and these lies. Oh, the best look. Every, <laughs> everything can't be the best look that hit the fucking like runway. Every RuPaul season, is- some twink comes down in an okay outfit that we low-key have seen before, and RuPaul yes. proclaims it to be the best outfit in Derek the history Barry- of Drag Race. Derek Barry is shook. Well, Derek I mean, Barry we've said- seen a pinstripe suit that has been stoned before. The Disarray yeah. Bottoms, Derek Barry. You know what I mean? Like, we've seen this before. I don't understand, like, why... Well, the piece cute. is special. The piece it is, is special. Yeah, it's cute. It's asymmetrical. Got the bra coming out. She has the tool accents on the um, arms and legs. It's it's a it's a cute look. I, I just don't think it's the best look ever in Drag Race history. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, and, and to reiterate, also the ruffles, the they were the execution of the garment was wonderful. Mm-hmm. It was fam- It was a beautiful piece. Wasn't something that Michelle would quote unquote. Would I, I would jump her in the parking lot to grab from her. Negative. Mm-hmm. But I do appreciate that Got Me did something different mm-hmm. because we get into the next girl, Roseanne. What do we have again? Another '80s inspired, '80s inspired executive look. This one, uh, her executive look is inspired by Big Business starring Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler. Have you seen that? No. Okay. Rose it's where they, it's right. where they're like, <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> Lily Tomlin, an icon. Anyway. Yeah, she uh, is. She is. Uh, so, yeah, it, I mean, it looks wonderful. It's probably one of my favorite. They called it simple, but Rose pads and um, does her shape beautifully when she's paying attention to not putting too much shit on her body. Uh, all a sheer week. Uh, so I thought that this is one of my favorite actual mini bag looks. Rose is just, she's not doing it for me. Well, you, you know who her sister is. Um, the, her... her <laughs> Mixed bag look is bagpipes. Also, I think is a, a a great take on the bagpipes. You have the bagpipe. Uh, what are they? The, the nozzles. The mm-hmm. the pipes itself coming out of the sleeve, and it turns out she is actually part Scottish. Fierce. Mm-hmm. Tina Burter is brown bagging it, and uh, mm-hmm. I really want, yeah, I didn't love that one. But her money bag look was fabulous. I like the hounds too. It, it, you know, always once again, them, Bob is going to be going off this week. <laughs> Bob says, Bob says, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. Because Bob owns uh, 51% of the Houndstooth company. Apparently. Uh, Tina looks wonderful. This is probably one of the best, uh, one of the best looks I've seen Tina in. And it wasn't in, it wasn't in that tired ass palette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but even when it wasn't that palette, I actually liked it. Did she wear it in that palette, the same outfit? No, I'm talking about her her yeah, eleganza. eleganza. I thought that oh, that, well, was, well, that was we'll get into them. Chef's kiss. Um, the last two queens we have is Miss Candy Muse. Her mixed bag look is bag of tricks. Uh, this is not the first time we've had a magician come down the runway. Yeah. Okay. So let's let me let's talk about this. Candy yes. is barking a whole lot about what she is not the attention she's not getting. Here's the other thing, Miss Thing. You are underperforming. Okay. Also, given all of this, given all this verbiage and live about how you need to be sitting up on the top, Miss Thing, and your looks are this and this and this and this and this. But you're not given. Like the shit is not special. Like there's a there's a gap between your perception of what is going on and what is going on. Well, here's the other thing too, because I I clocked this during Untucked. There is a lot of emotion recently, and this has been multiple seasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
people, a lot of emotion for safe. Yeah. You are not owed a critique. Right. RuPaul's Drag Race. And Tina, Tina points that out and, and says, she's like, I'm not here thinking that I'm going to win every week. I'm just here to present myself and see how people respond. You, how you react to it. Exactly. And that the comes with maturity. Is, the critique is to step your pussy up because there are several queens out there who were noticed for various aspects. So it's this is a part of that is, and this is a thing that uh, us millennials get clocked on frequently, is this constant need for validation. Right. Really, you also need to be paying attention. Right. I understand the input. There is value in notes. There is value in feedback and critique, but it's not going to be constant. You still need to be. You need to be paying attention to the girls who are out there on the runway. No. And while this differs from series two of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race UK, is it's not really a popularity contest, quote unquote. So there are some like, there are some real. There's some good notes that are being given to the queens that are in the top and in the bottom. You know why? Right. That you can apply to yourself. Yeah, your validation is that you're here now. Pay attention. Exactly. Pay attention. Uh, so anyway, but she's giving us bag of tricks. I thought it was. I thought it was cute. I like that she pulled a little staff out the little hat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, serviceable look. Money bags. Her money bags. So she said this was actually. Uh, um, it was cute. It was giving me um, uh, Rihanna, BB H M M. Bitch, better have my money. Yeah. So apparently, it is an homage to sex workers, which I stand. Uh, because sex yeah. work is work. I yeah. love the headpiece. Uh, she could have um, left the blunt out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying like a complete homage, but I appreciate yeah, that that yeah. was her intention. I I like the headpiece. I thought the headpiece was headpiece, everything. Yeah. Another one who did something different with the uh, executive realness. Yeah, it was giving me. It's, it's it was giving me Rihanna all day long, and you know, anytime yeah. you give me an homage to Rihanna, some girl Rihanna Rihanna. <laughs> I'm a Rihanna kind of girl. Uh, and then lastly is our girl from Utica, Minnesota. Uh, Utica is giving us the, Utica comes down the runway in her finest Sharon Needles doggy bag look. And I said, I said to myself, two references to Sharon Needles to that exact same look mm-hmm. in one week. To what do we owe the dishonor? <laughs> <laughs> because Miss Ahora. Uh, as looked last week or this week was suspiciously close to Sharon Needle's ball, uh, bitch ball look mm-hmm. for season four. Uh, I thought it was fierce. Her money bag look. I at first I looked when I looked at it at first, it, it was missing some things. Like it, it, it needed more embellishment at the bottom for me. Mm-hmm. But it's this black. She's wearing this. Uh, uh, I say Clarabelle. Yeah, no, I don't think that's an accurate reference. Anyway, she's wearing this bowl cut. The look is inspired a little bit. It's a little Chanel. It's a little Versace. It's a little Chicago. Apparently, she made all the jewelry. Um, yeah, I mean, she had to... Both of the looks, I thought, were very well done. Yeah. Utica was, Utica was doing it for me in this ball. Yeah, Utica, I'll give her her props this episode. She did it. For me, even when she's like a little kooky and campy. <laughs> anyway. So... Let's get into the Eleganza looks, darling. This is where we're going to get into the shit, okay? So, Mrs. Denali walks on the runway and she is serving us an homage, uh, homage, pardon word, uh, to Dios de los Muertos. And mm-hmm. we do know that Denali is, we say, half Mexican. Yeah, she uh, has Mexican lineage and Jewish lineage. Um, I appreciate that she continues to honor her Mexican heritage. She's done that, she did that with last week's look, too. Yeah, 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 she does, and so I liked it. I, I love, I love a Calavera. 
Um, I love a uh, reference to the Dia de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate when it's an actual uh, person of Mexican heritage doing it. Yes. Monsoon. I wish that someone <laughs> of Mexican heritage would get celebrated for it as opposed to Jinx Monsoon winning a challenge for appropriate. Right. That's all I'll say on that. Denali, great job. Should have been cinched. And yeah. Again, we talk about this, this fit yeah, issue. And I, this I think also, she did a wonderful job. This is also a, a silhouette that we see on Denali constantly. So I would like to um, I would like to see some variation at some point. Triple and as, much, less. as much as I would love to say it's still early in the game, it is not episode 17, so it's time for us to see something a little different. Yeah. Um, she used 10 floral purses to uh, make this look. Uh, next up is Joey J, who is pumping okay, down the yes, as Venus Delight. Um, <laughs> here's the thing, and maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. Maybe the champagne had kicked, uh, too, kicked in too hard last night. I didn't think this look was as bad as they were trying to claim it was. No, I thought it was a cute look. <laughs> I thought that it was a brilliant idea. Um, mm-hmm. Low-key, if you saw something like that on Project Runway and it was done a little bit better... Yeah, would go up for it. Um, I thought it was a brilliant idea. I didn't think it, it was, was an 80s moment. Yeah. It had a clear reference to Madonna. Um, and it also uh, was a clear uh, um, conflict with Candy talking about the taste level when the, she probably could have lost the gloves. I didn't love the white half gloves. Yeah, we didn't need the gloves, but the, I, thought that it was, I thought it was a cute idea. Yeah. So it had um, these abstract, like, uh, peplum shapes everywhere. I think the issue would have sold the bags closed or something like that, you know what I mean? So that we didn't see the inside, the lining of the bags would have right. been better. Meanwhile, uh, Lala repumps on the runway. Baby, we do not even need to talk about that. She fucking glued gift bags on top of a corset and threw some shit on her head. She put a portal on top of that head and then she left mad spaces in between the bags. But then when they cut to Nicole Byer's face, that was my face as well. Uh-huh. Now, Miss Thing, why would you now, Miss Thing? As beautiful as you are, and as talented as you are, you knew you knew early on in the process that you needed to fill in them gaps with something. You should you should have took those paper bags, moved them to the top, and did something to the bottom. Bottom, do something that kind of curved out at, at the waist that came out and uh, that, that ballooned out, or something like that. Your uh, your distant step, your distant step drag mom is sitting in the room. <laughs> who also needed some help uh okay, i was about to say who also needed some help it was really disappointing i was like now now la now la girl it's like when your parents say i'm not i'm not mad at you i'm disappointed i'm not it's, it was shit <laughs> it's terrible uh then uh elliot with the quick tease comes on the runway and this Fiat, elliot made this garment miss hilly back chair miss hilly it is a two-piece white garment. That coat that she made with the pink sweater, Alaska is shook. When Alaska when shook. when Miss Hilly came to the end of the runway and turned in that coat, I said, "Oh, Miss Hilly turned to this episode with this." That coat I ain't was got well. Nothing, I, I ain't got nothing bad <laughs> to say about her. The coat was well constructed. I wasn't even bothered that she was wearing a two-piece because you know the girls are real quick to throw on a two-piece and call it an outfit. But it worked. It, had a, it, it was it given. Had a story. Yeah, yeah, it was given story. opulent woman. I'm going. You know what I mean by the poolside or on you know the beach or something. Right. This thing, Miss Hilly turned to on a dime. It's like the episode of uh, The Simpsons where Marge buys that Chanel dress and modifies it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that she because it was so damn expensive, it was very that. I the the, the garment was excellent. Elliot did it for me this week. Yeah. Two thumbs up, girl. Two thumbs up. Mm-hmm. The button. Up next is Mama Tamisha Amon. 
boot. I'm, I'm not talking. Boot. I got nothing to say about this. It was a fucking mess. It was a mess. Uh, and my note here says to edit. My note and, says the Tin Man goes to rehab. And it uh, and it said no, 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 because <laughs> because uh, we saw Tamisha Flounder this week, and it was really unfortunate because we know that Tamisha's the seamstress of the group. You know she. She, a seamstress she in the group, not the seamstress of the group. <laughs> She's our Ellie Diamond. Um, <laughs> and so I will we'll have to give Candy this point. Being able to sew and being a seamstress and is taste. not the same yeah, absolutely. as having taste level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the wig, which I've, you finally agree with me on. Thirsty. <laughs> a choice. People, someone, oh yeah, I do know someone lives there, never mind. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it was, it was woof. Yeah, Simone comes out in a two-piece beach look. It's giving Barbie. It was cute. It was serviceable. Oh, enough to enough for her to be safe. Olivia yeah. <laughs> Olivia Lux comes down in this holographic gladiator look, and I couldn't put my hand on what reference I was getting. It was Chromatica. I was getting Lord of the Rings. I've never seen it, so I couldn't. I don't know. I mean, she just reminded me. She was. She just looked like somebody who was about to be an elf. But I can I can get Chromatica. Yeah, yeah. It was it was giving rain on me. Mm-hmm. It, was, right. uh, it was cute. It wasn't special. <laughs> it was not it was, cute. Nothing special. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was well done. I do not think it was the, the most exciting thing to come down that run. We went, this is a, a disclaimer. Well, not a disclaimer. As a point, as a note, for this Eleganza look, and we talk about the Elegon, this the ball being special, we expect to see special pieces come down the runway. Yeah. That's and why it's called Eleganza. Exactly. And not things that'll just let you skirt by. In the competition mm-hmm. so i fully stand behind the ball always needs to be at the end of the competition and not a sitting watching 75 looks marching on the runway mm-hmm. uh shark got me next is got me in this boot for me yeah it was a just, i can do this out it was just it was a deconstructed um like uh it was a deconstructed outfit, almost like a deconstructed leotard with just like uh, I think triangular like backpacks, the one side, the one shoulders, and they all are going up one side of her leg. Um, and yeah, there's just a triangle on her chest. It just didn't work. This is the, this is this this brings up a point for me. We drag race lets skinny people get away with too much. Yeah, with murder. With murder, because that was it was fine. I, could I see someone wearing that at a, I don't, I don't know, a rave? Fine. Is that an eleganza look? No. And just because you slapped it on the skinny body does not make it fashion. And it was not giving me what I needed from an eleganza category. Yeah. Next, Rosé comes down and she's looking like Judy Jetson. Yes, Judy Jetson look. She got a silver storyline. Um, I did like the movement of the bags at her hips, but I did not like anything else. And I really did not like that wig. But she looked beautiful tonight, last night. Um, I love the movement, movement in the garment. Uh, it was simple, but it was mm-hmm. effective. It was effective. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This uh, someone who I did think looked very beautiful. I thought that Miss Tina Burner turned it. She turned her bag into uh, um, a sleek little like dress. Ronald McDonald pumped down the runway. With suspenders, <laughs> and as she says, with suspenders, you're welcome. Um, with suspenders and a beret. Um, 
and the palette actually worked for me. It, it wasn't just like overwhelming. I thought that she looked gorgeous. Is it because the dress is in one color and not all three of the fucking colors? Yeah, because it, it was a <laughs> solid red with yellow yes. pumps. Yeah. Yes. And wasn't it like the, the, the suspenders were yellow too, right? The suspenders were yellow and red. What I will give Tina is while I do not love this color palette, the garment was really well executed. Yeah, it just it looked beautifully complete. made. It didn't look like she made it a day before in the workroom. Yes, very beautifully made. You can easily reproduce that look and, and put it in a store. Mm-hmm. And people would buy it. Mm-hmm. Full toots for me. Next up is um <laughs> the favorite schoolgirl prostitute, Candy Views. And Candy, bless Candy, because Candy really um turned this out. Because what Candy essentially did was fucking so book bags in a circle around her. <laughs> around she put a character her. on it. She's put a character on it. That's what Jake yeah, said. She, she put, put a character on it. She put a character on it. And she made it work. She looks like a schoolgirl going to school that was wants to see you after lunch. And that's it. It worked. Yeah. The wig, I my favorite part of this look was the wig. The wig was great. The wig was everything. I'm not going to let her skate by on just sewing a bunch of backpacks in a circle and trying to call it fashion and then being upset that she didn't get called out for taking notes on the runway <laughs> from the week before. Yeah. Uh, not not my favorite piece, but the wig, the wig was everything for me. I love that wig. Mm-hmm. And finally, we had Utica come through in a sleeping bag and Utica turned it. The most robbed queen since Shea Coulee on season nine. Yeah. That sleeping bag outfit was everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to any, anyway. Avant-garde. Mm-hmm. It was fashion. I hate it. I, I was like, don't call it. This one doesn't need to be kooky. This one doesn't need to be fucking kooky. Yeah, we don't need to a, say it that. Is, it just works. It's a fashion it's, moment. It's yeah, a fashion it works. moment. I love the scene. There's a scene where she turns in it, and the the wind catches the train. Oh. It's a it 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 was great. Um, the dimensions of it, the way that it's asymmetrical, the zipper details, mm-hmm. the way that it incorporates this hood, but then also comes down in this cowl. Yeah, the, the usage of this pussycat wig. Yeah, Utica did it. Utica, the Utica, in this entire ball, Utica did it for me. Yeah. So let's get to the judging. So. We get to the situation. Um, the three tops, Utica, Got Mick, and Rose. And the bottoms, Tamisha, Lala, and gay ass bitch Joey J. Um, unfortunately. Um, and so the judges rightfully so read the dog shit out of Tamisha and Lala for the yes. especially for their eleganza looks. Um and one thing I do notice is that even in reading Tamisha, there's still some niceness. Like Michelle still cleans it up. I think it's respect. It's respect, absolutely. You know what I mean? Especially because they're they're peers in age. You know? I was about to say you you sitting there with somebody who is RuPaul's contemporary. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? You're not going to just like read dog shit out of her and then leave her sitting there like she would do Adore Delano. This is the same thing I said about. Um, uh, a couple of weeks ago where they're meeting the queens in some way, shape, or form where they are. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is a part of it that's sort of uh, the respect that they have for Timmy Shaman and uh, making sure that they're constantly um, being respectful in the way that they deliver her critiques. Because yes, they are, they are real quick to drag girls across the coals. Though I will say they actually in general have been softer. They have been softer. And that's how I knew that that's how I knew that Tamisha was not going to be in the bottom. But well, they've been softer across the board for all the girls. That's what I was saying. 
Oh yeah, they do because even when they even when they're getting on Joey J, they're not. Um, they still curve it, and I do appreciate that because you don't want to just just eviscerate a girl and you have them quit I mean? the competition or anything like that. Okay, hello. Um, yeah, because even when they're critiquing Joey J, there still is an element of like, um, you know, here's what here's here's what didn't work, right, right. Um, and here's where you need to improve. But here's what did work, you know what I mean? And yes. here's where we do see that you tried, right? So we're and it's just... a lot more constructive now. Exactly. And yeah. it, it's also um, recognizing that there are different, um, that, you know, put a, I'm gonna put an asterisk by this because they could be still doing better with it, but all forms of drag are valid, right? Yeah. Well, on the other end of the stage, we have RuPaul, tell Godmick that she is the greatest thing that has ever happened to a ball challenge in the history of ball challenges and that if she sees her in the parking lot in that pinstripe suit that she will uh, jump her and take it because it is the single greatest garment that has ever graced the stage in the history It's pure God level just you know fuck, fuck Violet Chachki in her season 8 you know the crowding above the, the drag queen dress fuck that no this pinstripe zoot suit <laughs> it's like the Zoot Suit Riot is exactly... And that is when I knew Godmick was going to win the challenge. And I was upset. Because yeah. as much as I love Godmick, uh, to my point, that little that suit, as fantastic and fantastic as it is, did not carry a win. And Utica was consistent across all three categories. Yeah, I would have gave it to Utica. And you know that's a lot because you remember I, I how know, much I, I was I, giving Utica to start this season. I know you were. But I would have exactly. given it to Utica. Utica turned it this episode. Yeah. She deserved to win. Godmick, spoiler alert, Godmick wins the challenge. Um, she what? <laughs> Godmick wins the challenge. Utica goes home. Um, and uh, the people that we have in the bottom uh, are Lala and Joey J. Tamisha is saved. So how was this lip sync? Well, the lip sync is fancy by uh, Iggy Azalea. And for first, any of us, when, that's, first, let me do this. when that song came out, I know all of us were a little triggered because when I tell you that shit was everywhere, every drag queen was performing that song was in every fucking retail store. It, I, it was in every fucking karaoke mic across the goddamn country. That was the song of the summer in what, 2016? What made it bad is that, of course, it's the spectacle of Iggy Azalea. Um, yes, but it was the also uh, song. cultural appropriation. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, they also had the um, song. It was like, fuck, why does this have to be good? Well, it's also had the nostalgia of Clueless, too. And it was, yeah. uh, it, was it had to be 2014. Do that, do that, Iggy. I because, I mean, full disclosure, I was a full, I was a big Iggy Azalea fan back in the day. Oh, uh, no, not the one, not the one. Okay, here's where this is tangent. So here's where I will side with Azalea Banks. Because Azalea Banks was on Iggy Azalea's <laughs> ass before she hooked up with T.I. had a contract. And the reason why she was on Iggy Azalea's ass is because Iggy Azalea has an old song where she calls herself a slave master. What song was that? Um, it's an old, it's, it's, it's before Fancy. She has, I'll, I'll send it to you in a link. But Azalea Banks, um, and she was on her because they have a similar name. Yes. You okay? Yeah, someone someone's banging on somebody's door outside my door. Oh, okay. <laughs> you remind me of my coworker who like stopped in the middle. The cell was on fire. No, 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 no. This happened on Friday. Um, another one stops in the middle of me. And she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I thought somebody was breaking into my apartment." And we're all like, "What?" <laughs> 
Fortunately, I'm sitting next to my sewing table, so I got all my sharp stuff. Um, but um, no, because they have a similar name. Iggy Azalea Banks have a similar name, and yes. so um, there was discussion because they both were kind of undiscovered. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And mm-hmm. then she found Azalea Banks found that song where Iggy Azalea is like, "I'm a I'm a runaway slave master," and oh my god, I didn't know about that. Yeah, and Azalea Banks hit Iggy Azalea up on the internet, and she was like, "You need to check this." And Azalea, Iggy Azalea was unrepentant about it. Um, and I'm so not surprised. Banks, in the tradition, we didn't know that this is what Azalea gave at this time, but this is like one of the first instances of us seeing it. Dug the fuck in. It <laughs> drew blood. Damn. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I have that's that's one of the initial reasons why I had an issue with Iggy is uh yeah. Um bitch. Let me run out of battery gonna go a little quicker. Um no, yeah, we're almost done. Uh <laughs> so it looks like it's fancy and um basically <laughs> basically Lala wipes the floor with Joey J. Wipes. It's it's to the point where I swear to God that they turn the music down so we can hear the girls in the or they turn the girls' mic up in the back because all you can hear down the lipstick is yes, yeah, oh yes. And like, Lala performs uh, down. Lala Baby. is supposed to be the, the outfit is coming off, but I'm not even bothered by that. No, Joey, I was because it was giving me Captain Aviance. Yes. How about Poor that? Joey Joey is trying to save herself and pull a calorie carb dash in and throws the money out of the purse. And I said, moratorium on throwing money on the runway. I'm tired of that. And when Lala, Lala started picking it up and putting it in her list. Lala said, I'm gonna send you home and I'm gonna help my mom, and I'm gonna help pay my light bill, bitch. That's what we're gonna do. We love a girl that knows how to perform. And when <laughs> when Lala fucking dropped into that split and just sat there and looked, yep. I said, bitch. Yes, yes. We're here for this. And you know, here for. And you can tell she understands. She understands how to lip sync because that is a song that can be be done a myriad of different ways. And La La took the the hard approach of just serving the lip sync straight up. Yeah, and just did did a a smooth pump Mm -hmm. and danced to it. She didn't try to embody anything else aside from she didn't try to do the clueless thing what a lot of a lot of drag performers do when they do this performance Mm -hmm. because they real they real quick to throw on a Claire Hor a Cher Horowitz outfit real quick. She said, I'm going to give them face. I'm going to tell them that I know the motherfucking words and I'm going to dance you down. You notice Law is not doing a whole lot in that lip sync. No, but she knows how to move. It's the same thing with Astina. It's the same thing Mm -hmm. with Astina. You know how to fucking move, right? Right. So you know how to embody the song as well as give a performance. So Lala wins. Um, Joey J goes home. Unfortunately, she's a gay ass bitch, but she but she's also a going home ass bitch on tonight. Yes, back to um, New Mexico. Was it New Mexico or Arizona? I thought it was Nevada. <laughs> you sure it's not Montana? Well, we know initially, originally she's from Wisconsin. If you watch the Wisconsin, yes. what you're packing? Uh, yeah, because she used to live in the same place. Uh, same she, Trixie, Trixie moved out and she moved in. Yeah, with J- um, uh, Jada Essence Hall. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um. Let's get to let's 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 go over this untucked real quick. So the girls are in the back, and there are really only two things to talk about during this untucked. Hold on, okay, there you go. There are only really two mm-hmm. things to talk about during this untucked: the assault of Miss Hilly and <laughs> Tamisha V. Candy. So yes. the untucked stars, um, and everybody is talking. They get to uh, they get to a, a speaking point about um, 
since we're now on stage getting critiqued, do you guys want to give each other critiques? And and Candy comes out of left field and tells Elliot that she needs to be more considerate of the rest of the cast and that she right. needs to stop trying to be like everybody else and all this other stuff. And you raised this point. You said, I'm tired of them attacking Elliot every five seconds for no reason. And because that's... Well, because it also happened uh, last week's episode where Kamora randomly says that I don't know what it is about uh, Miss Hilly, <laughs> but, um, you know, I just really don't like Elliot with Titi. Now, Elliot, all Elliot is doing, she's like, girl, so how do you fry your catfish? Do you use right. buttermilk? Or- and, then, and, then- <laughs> and then somebody on the other end of the room, you see that bitch. That's why, Elliot, Elliot, I just feel like... <laughs> Elliot, I know you weren't on stage with us a second ago, but, like, you just sucked the air out of the room. Right. It's <sighs> So, anyway, so, I, you know, you could... You can, we can feel how we feel about Missy Piles Jr. Um, yes, she said what she said about the uh, aggressive black girl magic, and that needs to be addressed, and she needs to address it and apologize. Yeah, but in the context of what's happening on the exactly. show, exactly, she has not done anything. Yeah, yeah, and and it's just it's unnecessary. Um, right, but it's unnecessary. Karma is a karma is a divine Maybe. universal force because the same way that. Elliot got came for the same way Candy came for Elliot for no reason. Um, Tamisha Iman comes in the back and they ask the girls, how are they feeling? And Tamisha Iman wraps a compliment up in shade and says, you know, I'm going to give it to you girls. Um, I don't care for some of you girls. She's, I don't care for some of you girls. Um, but you guys are doing drag. And then she did well, you like know, a second and then she comes back and says it again. I was you know, some of you girls I don't care for, but at least you're doing drag. And Candy is like, you looking at me. Well, you know, Mr. Misha's been waiting to say that for a couple weeks, bitch. Yeah, okay? she, she, yeah she, she's probably been sitting on that for a minute. And Candy's like, you, it, look, yes. you looking at me. Are you talking about me? And Candy and Tamisha says, yeah, you're one of the ones. Yep. And all hell breaks loose up in that fucking back, backstage. So I rewatched it, and a couple. One, you look at the parallel, the parallels where she just jumped straight down Elliot's uh, throat, not once but twice mm-hmm. since the damn season started. Mm-hmm. Too, and then also, quiet yeah, because she jumped down her throat candy. at the beginning of the episode too. Yeah, yeah so quiet as kept candy escalated that. Yeah. So I mean, here's the thing, because we we get into a straight up argument. Like Tamisha and Candy, Tamisha's walking. <laughs> like Candy's like, I'm a slap a hoe. And Tamisha gets up and she's like, You don't do a lot of things, but one thing you're not gonna do is right, said, is, is, is like is hit me. You she can said, hit a lot of things. Lie. She said, You ain't got too many more of those motherfucking bitches. Right, I ain't gonna be too many more of your bitches. <laughs> And she gets that's up how you know a girl from the south is ready to fight you. Sorry. She's she's walking behind her. They're like face to face, so it gets it gets to like almost bad girls club status up in there. Um, and I think that Candy, one of the things is that Candy is like really not self aware because the same yeah. shit that she's getting upset at is the same shit that she's doing. Yeah, and she got and she finally would and as it usually happens. You could, you got all this shit to talk until you find somebody who is time enough for that ass. Evie oddly entered the chat. And then also just go back to when I said that Candy escalated it. Mm-hmm. It didn't get that loud until she started asking everybody in the room if they thought she was overconfident yeah. and arrogant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they told her about herself. Like she tried to do it, Elliot, with the quick tease. And yeah. she got upset and got all up in her feelings. It was, it was feeling like it was all personal. So girl, you can't be 
you can't dish it and not take it at the same time, Evie Otley Jr. Which is what which is what Tatiana tweeted after the scene aired on on. I, re- I, re- I retweeted that on our. On our Tatiana podcast. tweeted that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, oh, that's absolutely right. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's on selling T-shirts with your mugshot on it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they go at it. Apparently, they're gonna they're gonna continue to go at it at the beginning of next week's episode, which I'm here for. I can't wait for them to release that little five minute preview. Honestly, uh, honestly, I want Tamisha to hit her because at least she'll get the squalif- <laughs> she'll get disqualified and right. not eliminated. <laughs> All right, little girl, I'm tired of playing with you. And hit her with the blue, blue, blue. Yes, Tamisha said, "I see you're a Brooklyn bitch, and I raised you Collar Park." So <laughs> she said, "I'm from the South Side of Atlanta, baby." It is a Cascade mess. good. She get you right on together. Candy, she don't suffer the fool. She don't, I mean, Tamisha don't suffer the fool. Yeah, she, she said, "Fuck that non-fight clause, bitch." Yeah, Tamisha was ready to go. Yeah, I mean, if you gonna go, let's go. Don't just be, you know, all mouth about it. You got the rest of these girls up in here scared because you got a whole bunch of mouth and reputation. But guess what, Miss Day? I don't give... You know what I mean? Right. And you can tell that Miss Candy was getting into her feelings because she was like, well, you were in the bottom this week. Well, Miss Candy, you was low-key in the bottom last week, too. Okay. For that dress that you claimed was going to be a finale dress. I'm glad you didn't wear that. Okay. Um, so <laughs> we say all that. We do love the drama of the television show. But we have to remember, folks, to our it listeners out there, show. it is a television show. That means we don't endorse we do not want you to be out there running around and sending hate to the queens on social media uh, candy rep- and all the other stuff candy reported that some people have found her mom's instagram and is sending nasty things to her <laughs> via mm. her mom as proxy and that is unacceptable yeah it's ridiculous unacceptable so please on behalf of black to our roots and for legal reasons <laughs> <laughs> don't go around uh, throwing hate to the queens and if you feel like you need to tweet about something you don't like about the, the queens fine you're allowed to have an opinion don't tag the bitch right yeah that's unnecessary there, there is no need to tag the bitch you say oh you're out girl for what Wait, why are you doing that do not do that yeah because they're probably they're probably over it and they gave you good tv yeah and then the other part of it too is like regardless of whether you you might say to yourself well they signed up for this and know what they're getting into that still does not change the mental health aspect that comes along with being on in the public eye mm-hmm. having to sort of manage your pr and the damage that just comes to you, you that goes to your mental health against your mental health in this particular situation so you are not helping when you're sending hateful comments to the girls like remember these are human beings as well we talk shit on this podcast about the girls but we don't go around tagging them <laughs> and saying, hey, Tamisha, remember how your wave was thirsty last week? Right. <laughs> now, that segment, of course, was sponsored by the Tamisha Mon apology letter. <laughs> For when you have the right one to take care of another one. Right. And I- <laughs> so what's your wig of the week? My wig of the week. Oh fuck, you go first, girl. Oh, my wig of the week is a uh, candy muse. Candy muse. I was about to say candy muse, the um the second, the second look. Miss Moneybags. Oh, no, mine is the last one. Oh, that one, too. You know what? Candy has some good hair pieces this week. Candy has some good hair pieces. Well, I've heard that about Miss Candy. <laughs> <laughs> she did it this week for the, the wigs. Um, yeah, the wigs is everything. Yeah, because that little money cap was cute, and her last wig was really, really cute. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she gets, uh, it. she gets it for me. The worst wig of the week is going to... Tamisha. <laughs> Tamisha Amon and the, that thirsty wig. I told I told you this week one, and you gave me grief about I it. I was just trying to let it... I was trying to let her live. 
I said, it's the, listen, the wigs still need to be styled. I don't care what you used to do off of the, off of the show. They do need to have some styling. I was so trying to respect my elders. You did not win 95 pageants wearing thirsty-ass wigs on the runway. Mm-hmm. You did not do that. All right, so next week, uh, what is next week's challenge? Um, they're probably going to be doing some kind of... Some salad. acting bullshit. Yeah. Whatever. What? We'll see next week. <laughs> <laughs> we will see next week what the fuck they're doing, and we'll see Tamisha go home probably. <laughs> but as for this week, we're gonna say goodbye um to Joey J. We appreciate goodbye, you. Joey J. And we'll see you on the road, gay as yes. Well. And that's on what the Tamisha Mon welcome mat. Welcome <laughs> you back to. Welcoming you back to Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> I'm tickling my fucking toes of God. the Boise, Idaho, of Hannah, Montana. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> I'm from Hannah, Montana. Child, she's delirious at this point. Um, it's the both worlds, gear. And well, we were, am... we, we've been working hard on this podcast, girl, because we recorded the episode yesterday, too, after a long work day. Okay. And we had the insomnia. And I'm Jamal. I'm... Bye.